0: Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2019. I'm doing this early because I had several people send me this very interesting article from Russia Today, but we'll get to that in a moment. A couple of uh, housekeeping items uh, for you. First of all, I've had a few people emailing me wondering when the next book will be out. Uh, I am writing it now. Uh, in fact, I just started what I call the crunch chapter today, or the wham chapter. This is one of those books I have to write backwards because there's a particular chapter that's really kind of the keystone in the arch of this particular book. So I'm writing that chapter and then going back and writing the chapters leading up to it. Uh, I'm hoping to have it done by April or May. Uh, this is also a year I'm hoping to do another book that's kind of in conjunction with the one I'm doing now. So that for everybody inquiring about the book. And Friday, a second housekeeping item, Friday night at 7.30 p.m., we're going to have a special kind of dialogue vid chat in the members area on the website. I will be uh, interviewing Walter Bosley on his new book. And trust me, folks, uh, for you members, you don't want to miss that one (laughs) because uh, Mr. Bosley shared uh, the rough draft of his book, and I can tell you it's going to be a humdinger. Anyway, the article that I want to talk about that many people sent me, it just came through is on Russia Today. And this is a very intriguing article because it kind of confirms something I've been saying for a few years about the geopolitical changes in the uh, Pacific Basin, specifically with regard to Japan. But uh, this also includes South Korea. Uh, It's an RT article titled, US Allies Japan and Korea see Washington as major threat to global security. And I want to read uh, quite a few paragraphs from the middle of this article. It's very thought-provoking. And then wind it up with the last two paragraphs from the article and then some uh, thoughts and comments of my own. But I wanted to bring this to your attention. So here we go. This is RT. Quote, the world is a fearful place a new Pew Research Survey has found Cyber attacks, Islamic terrorism, economic instability, climate chaos are all considered threats to global security. However, the power and influence of the United States is keeping more people than ever before up at night, even as President Trump withdraws troops from Syria and boasts of strides towards peace in North Korea. In 2013, only one quarter of people across 22 nations saw the U.S. as a threat to their countries. That figure jumped to 38% in 2017 and rose further to 45% last year. Among America's allies, the results are striking. 67% of South Koreans view the U.S. as a major threat to their security, level with the amount who view North Korea as a threat. In Japan, 66% view the U.S. as a threat, while 73% fear North Korea. Of the 26 nations surveyed, the Japanese and South Koreans are the most fearful of U.S. power, ahead of Mexico at 64%. The survey was published on Sunday as U.S. President Donald Trump gears up for a second meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in two weeks' time. Trump has hailed the meeting as, quote, advancing the cause of peace, unquote, despite the fact that the U.S. intelligence community concluded that Kim remains unlikely to give up his nuclear weapons. For South Koreans, the potential for conflict between the U.S. and North Korea makes the two nations equal threats. The North reportedly has tens of thousands of artillery pieces aimed at the southern capital of Seoul ready to obliterate the city, should the two countries' frozen war turn hot again. Likewise, any U.S. response to North Korea, the fire and fury Trump once promised to meet any northern aggression with, would have massive consequences for the South. For the Japanese, the threat presented by the U.S. is different than that of the Kim regime. Asian Studies professor uh, Kirsty Govella told the Japan Times, While North Korea's now-halted missile test posed a direct military threat to Japan, quote, the threat posed by the U.S. is probably seen as emanating from its recent policy instability toward the region, which creates very different kinds of challenges for Japan, unquote, Govella said. This policy instability was marked by Trump's withdrawal from the Trans-Pacific Partnership trade deal which Japan played a leading role in negotiating. On the military front, Trump's America First foreign policy has left Asian allies questioning whether they can rely on the US for their security needs, Japanese professor Tetsuo Kutani told the Japan Times. Now, I'm stopping there and skipping now to the last two paragraphs of this uh, article. Despite the Western media's best efforts, only one country surveyed considers Russian power and influence a threat. Poland, which has a long and complicated history of animosity with Moscow for centuries, lists Russia as the number one threat. Moreover, 17 countries consider Washington a bigger threat than Moscow, and among these countries are several U.S. allies, including Australia, Canada, France, and Germany, unquote. So what's going on? And my suspicion, and I started saying this a few years ago, uh, kind of midway through the Obama administration, even uh, in some respects at the tail end of the Bush administration, when we saw the government of Shinzo Abe beginning uh, to beef up Japanese defenses, and then the previous government of Japan, of course, making overtures to China and also uh, wanting the United States to get rid of its base in Okinawa in no uncertain terms. And at that time, I speculated that this was a long-term strategic analysis, at least as far as Japan was concerned, that they had undertaken, and that they had concluded in the post-9-11 world with American unipolarism that Japan would be hard-pressed to rely on the United States as an ally, given America's other global commitments. And I argued at the time that Japan's rearmament would be sold in a certain sense as cooperating with Washington in uh, Pacific region security by beefing up their own armed forces, but in reality that Japan had taken a long-term strategic assessment and concluded that it was about time to cut the cord with Washington for Japanese national security and defense. Now, there's several things I think are adding to this uh, mood or that might be adding to this mood. That's the rise of the radical left in the United States in, in domestic politics. That would be a very destabilizing, domestically destabilizing Uh, situation if that group ever took power. And as a consequence, uh, America would not be able to be relied upon for much security other than the typical uh, unipolar attitude that seems to come out of the neoconservative element in this country. So That, coupled with the unipolarism that we've seen since 9-11, I think is driving a lot of this. And there's something else that, with the policy instability that RT is mentioning here, whether or not you agree with their assessment, there is something very interesting to take note of, and that's back, I think, about six months ago. The Saker, on his website, ran an article about the Russians having concluded that the United States was, and there's a Russian word for this, that the United States was, quote, not agreement capable, unquote. And the reason the Russians had concluded was the policy instability between administrations. The old uh, bipartisan uh, policy, foreign policy, had broken down, and now we get this flip-flop. And now this attitude, what I'm arguing, has spread from Russia to South Korea and Japan. And again, I think it's because they have taken a long-term assessment of the strategic situation. So there's lots going on here. Uh, this, this is one to watch. The other concerning thing here is this country seems to be, <coughs> pardon me, according to this poll, driving away other traditional allies besides Japan, including Canada, you know, the next door neighbor, Uh, France and Germany. And this is very concerning because geopolitically, even though the United States may be the quote-unquote sole superpower, it seems to be getting overextended. And as a result of that, and as a result of the looming instabilities in this country, um, these other countries are reassessing their their own military and geopolitical commitments. And I suspect that this too is one of the reasons that we see France and Germany in Europe in particular, pressing so hard for a joint European military. So there's lots going on here. This is going to be one to watch. And I suspect the thing that we're going to have to watch now, if this poll is any indicator, is for Japanese and Korean joint talks on uh, Pacific security, and so on and so forth, and perhaps even South Korean involvement with uh, wider talks with Russia and so on to get infrastructure built in Siberia. This is, this is a very delicate situation, but with South Korea in the mix now, I think that you're going to see some diplomatic efforts in that region of the world uh, between Japan, South Korea, and Russia to try and stabilize the situation a little bit there. Uh, This is going to be a very interesting thing to watch, and I suspect that we're going to see these signs emerge or begin to emerge after the upcoming summit between uh, President Trump and the North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un. One to watch, folks. Uh, This is a very important development, and I suspect that these poll numbers are probably either going to hold steady or go up uh, over the next few years. So anyway, don't forget, tomorrow we do have the special Members Dialogue vid chat that will be live. It will be at 7.30 uh, in the evening, on Friday evening, in the Members area of the website. Uh, The book, I'll try and keep everybody posted on uh, when that will be out. It will be a self-published book, and again, I'm aiming for April or May. Anyway, that's it for today, folks. Happy Valentine's Day, and... God bless. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye.